Hello, and welcome back to the Star Family Wisdom Podcast. I'm Jenna Layden, the founder of Star Family Wisdom and also a former global vice president for Whole Foods Market. And I'm so glad you are here today. This podcast is all about paradigm-busting conversations, and Star Family Wisdom is a paradigm-shifting community and modern-day mystery school for your spiritual and cosmic evolution. So our intention is to provide you resources and tools and conversations like these that will support you on your journey. I know for myself, years ago, as I was starting to have supernatural experiences occur, starting to understand more about my reality, the nature of ET contact, how consciousness works in our universe. It was a lot to take in. It was a lot to integrate and to understand. And I wish I had had this sort of resource. And in today's episode with Lisa Campion, we talk about that thing. We talk about how Lisa became a psychic and counselor and mentor for people in their psychic development because she wished she had had that when she was having her experiences. Lisa is an accomplished author of two books. She has written Healing, Energy Healing for Empaths and the Art of Psychic Reiki. She is a Reiki master and like I said, a counselor for people who are on their psychic development journey or just maybe learning how to tune into or tap into those abilities or for people who have heightened abilities and they need to learn how to manage those. So Lisa is a fantastic resource and support system for any of you out there who are having that sort of experience. And so we bring you this conversation today as selfishly, you know, something we wanted to talk about, but also uh, for all of the people who are awakening and being presented with new information or maybe starting to access gifts they didn't know they had. And many of you out there are having your own experiences. You've connected with spirits or with ancestors or with ETs. And what we need to do collectively is really learn how to cultivate our abilities, how to raise our vibration. We talk about that. We talk about how it's so easy to start to dabble in the world of magic or in the world of connecting with other intelligences before you've really done the healing and transformation work to allow yourself to do that in a really protected way. So we talk about raising your vibration and creating spiritual protection so that you can access these other realms, access other intelligence in a way that is going to be really supportive for you. Lisa also talks about her experience with with Reiki and energy healing and some of the miracles that she has experienced. And we talk about empowerment and how it is so important that as we are learning about energy and this world of spiritual connection that is available to us, that we are also working on developing our personal empowerment as beings, as souls, as as sovereign people who are here to make decisions, who are here to to be on the hero's journey throughout life. And so, so we talk really holistically about 
how we can develop ourselves and develop our connection with more beyond the physical. So I'm really excited for you to hear from Lisa. I think you're going to really appreciate her grounded and holistic approach to these topics and to how she supports people. So if you feel called to have a one-on-one -on -one session. You can find her information in the show notes. She also offers courses and workshops that will help you in community develop your gifts and, and start to learn more about the world of energy and psychic abilities. So, so Lisa's a great mentor and resource, and we had so much fun in this conversation. And, and I'm going to be booking a session with her too, because as we're on this journey, no matter where we're at in that journey, we can always use support. And I talk in this episode about some of the healing work that I've been doing and some of the past life, I call it excavation, that has been ongoing for me and some of the deeper work that has started to take place this year. And as we progress and as we go through our cycles of healing, it's important to realize and remember that that never ends. We are always going to be on that journey. And so no matter where you're at in that journey, getting the right support, whether that's through our courses and programs or booking a one-on-one -on -one session with someone like Lisa um, or myself is so supportive for you to be able to unlock more of who you truly are. So without further ado, we'll get into the episode with Lisa. Don't forget to like and subscribe so that you don't miss any of our content and so that YouTube shares it with more people. And thank you for dropping so many awesome comments and telling us what you're finding exciting and inspirational about these conversations. It's been so fun to, to be in community with all of you and to get to know you over our comments. So we'll talk to you on the other side. Please enjoy this fun conversation with Lisa and start to tap into your gifts a little more because they're there. You have them. Even if you think you don't, they are natural in all of us and Lisa can support you in that. So we'll see you on the other side. So Lisa, it's so good to have you here today and to chat a little about your journey and your work. Sinead and I are both passionate about the world of energy, psychic connection, understanding how to, to access those gifts as we've been on our own journey of allowing those gifts to unfold and figuring out how to tap into them, how to manage them. We were super excited to chat with you because we know you have tons of experience in this space and um, can be a great resource for, for our audience and our community as well. So um, I want to just start with how did you get into the world of psychic development and psychic counseling? What led you to this place that you're in today? Oh, thanks so much uh, for asking me that question. I was su super happy to be here. Thanks for having me on your on your beautiful podcast. Um, you know, I was really one of those like I see dead people kids. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I was born in the 60s. So when I was um, right outside Boston, and it was a very odd thing to be a psychic back then. And, you know, I didn't know anybody else that was having the same experiences that I was having. And uh, I'm, you know, I was an empath child, so I was feeling everything, but I'm also a visual psychic. So I was seeing spirits, seeing energy around people, seeing people's auras and energy around plants um, was especially 
powerful for me. My mom was, a, my parents were hippies and my mom had this like big organic garden in the backyard and I, I'd go out there and I could see the plants kind of go like oh. a glow and pulse. And I'd be like, do you see that? <laughs> you know, now nobody else ever saw that. And, you know, Murphy's Lots, like my house was super haunted. It's like a big old Victorian house, the house I grew up in. And it was just I eventually came to realize that he was haunted because I lived there, you know, and little <laughs> mediumistic children. <laughs> yes, like we're ghost magnets, right? With yeah. people who have who are have psychic ability. Um, and I really just spent a lot of time trying to, first of all, pretend to be normal in public. Mm-hmm. And because I, I didn't, even when I was really little, I, I was like way too young to know what that meant. But I was like, I'm not going to the mental hospital, <laughs> you know? So that's what happened to people in the 60s, 70s, when I was really thrashing through this stuff, it wasn't cool. There were no psychics on TV. There were no New Age bookstores. There was no podcasts, you know, no internet. There was nothing. There was zero. So, um, so I, a lot of what I did was sort of survival, just trying to figure out how, you know, to learn it. I, I, had some luck, which my parents were hippies. They took me to transcendental meditation when I was 10, because that's what you do. That's what you did when you were a hippie in 1974. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so I learned how to meditate. I learned, you know, then they, they were kind of spiritual seekers, my parents. So they, we did this thing called Silva mind control back mm. in the, in the real early eighties. It's called the Silva method now. And this is, it was, it's brilliant stuff. That's when I heard about guides. That's when I sort of began to get like a language or vocabulary for the experiences that I was having. Um, and I, and when I was really little, well, probably 12, I think I was 12, um, the year the movie Poltergeist came out. And I saw my parents wouldn't let me go, but my friend and I went, even though our parents told us we couldn't go. And I, there was this sort of pivotal moment for me where there's Zelda, the professional psychic. And I remember being 12 years old and going, you can do that. Like you can, that's the thing you can do. I'm like, I'm going to be that. I'm going to do that. And I made the decision at that. Um, and then she gives this little blurb about like what happens, why, like why ghosts happen and what do you can do to cross them over? And I was like, Oh my God, thank you somebody for explaining this to me. And I, it began sort of my long, long lasting love of paranormal movies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I, a lot of my paranormal education came from watching horror movies and ghost stories. And I, it was maybe 50% of it was legit. And the other 50% yeah. it was like hot. <laughs> Hollywood craziness, but you isn't know, it then, wild how so many of those movies too were were so spooky and scary back then? But I love that that was your takeaway from that movie. Yeah. Rather than getting all wrapped up in the scary parts of the paranormal, you were wanting to like engage in the part that you like yeah. you felt super connected to. That wasn't. I got scary. a little nugget of information. Yeah, you know what I mean. And and I, and then I used to drag my friends with me to see these paranormal movies because I'd be like, see, it's like a thing it's not just me you know and like I was told I had a good imagination but anyway all this led me to I started actually working as a psychic when I was 19 um and that was 1986 1980 something way in the way back you know and I don't know like you think you could you just think you can do things when you're 19 like that was it I was that's what I decided I was going to do and that's what I did you know and it was it was definitely a trip nobody was doing it back then it was really quite quite odd you know you were like a pioneer in this space I mean I just have some appreciation for people like you who 
just did blaze ahead in this industry, I guess it is now, but, but back then, like just like learn, like trying to learn about who you were and what was possible. And, and that's a lot of bravery, you know, in a world like the one we're living in. (laughs) Oh my God. I know totally. And you know, I just did it. I, it was hard and I did thrash around through all of it, but I also had a lot of lucky breaks, you know, like I studied with a shaman when I was in my early twenties and, you know, I was kind of the dawn of the new age. God bless the new age in a way. I'm not much of a new ager actually, but I myself, but I appreciated that, you know, now there were books and workshops and things like that. Other people talking and writing about it. So, but I just did have to figure it all out. I I did house clearings in the nineties way back before anyone was doing it. And, you know, when you, when you learn things the hard way, you learn it really good. You just thrash around, make all the mistakes. Um, and then I feel quite passionately now about helping other people. My, I think my sweet spot is training psychics, healers, and empaths to really fully step into their gifts because I think the world needs all the healers it can get. And it's really sweet for me to be able to help somebody else who's just emerging in their gifts to do it the easy way. You know, I was, it was a bit scarring truthfully, you know, and I had some PTSD from some of my experiences. Um, And so if I can help somebody go eat an easier path than what I had to do, that's really so sweet for me. It's like, why? And I wrote the books I couldn't find in the library. I create, created the classes that I wish I had, you know, I became the mentor that I was looking for, (laughs) you know, Um, and, and there's something really sweet and satisfying um, about being able to do that. Yeah. Yeah. I feel, I feel really similarly in that way. You know, I didn't start having my experiences really like kind of activate and my abilities turn on until I was 30. And so I was, you know, very much kind of in the mainstream and an atheist for the majority of my life until I started doing mine. And and it can be weird and kind of scary. And um, and you don't really know what to do with some of it at first. And so I just have so much appreciation for you being, being a guide for people in that, because that's what I was looking for, you know, when I first, first started having those experiences and maybe you can share a little bit a bit about how you support people in that you know if someone is just starting to have experiences and they're like whoa what is happening you know I'm I'm hearing things I'm seeing things or I'm getting you know intuition about you know things in my life that then are coming true you know how do you guide someone in that process to make it not overwhelming and to help them integrate all of that yeah it's a great question and I I find there's a couple things usually we have to do is sort of address the fears Mm. you know that fear Mm. is something that comes up a lot um, right away for people and um, kind of talking that through working that through and examining what they are like maybe we're afraid we're going crazy we're afraid other people are going to think we're you know we're going crazy Um, or we're going to see bad things a lot of people had really psychic childhoods and shut it down hard um because they had to or because they had a bad experience and then we do some we do I always say yoga reiki meditation these are the trifecta of activities that we do that open our psychic ability you know and so you do a little yoga you do do some meditation you do you get trained in reiki and all of a sudden the skills you pushed in away when you were a child sort of re-bloom you know 
And I think it's a beautiful thing because I believe there's purpose to it all. There, It's meant to be part of our toolkit. It's part of our life purpose to guide us through our own life and also assist, uh, help us assist other people in all the ways that we do that. So I think we have to work through fear, you know. What were you afraid of when it came up for you? You know, I think what you said about being afraid of one, being crazy, and then two, what are other people going to think? Those were the two big ones for me, you know, and especially yeah. coming from a, a mainstream career in corporate America where I was a leader for so many years, then mm. needing, needing, you know, at a soul level to really step into who am I, you know, who am I truly and to honor what was happening and to not just shun it. That was a big journey of shedding that fear. So that's spot on from my experience. Yeah. I think it's fear. And I think a lot of misconceptions, you know, yeah. because, you know, a lot of us get our information about psychics from the media. Right. So you're, we're like, oh, my God, I've watched 8 million horror movies. I know what happens to this psychic. <laughs> exactly. It's never good. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, so <laughs> the poor psychic is always the one yeah. <laughs> eat, eaten by the haunted house or something, you know. Yeah, it's like, I don't um, want to see ghosts just yet. <laughs> uh, oh, I know. So, we, you know, we, we kind of have to undo, like, so normalizing it right taking us out of this this the myths the myths and misconceptions a hollywood version of psychics and and normalizing it like it's very much part of our birthright as humans i'm not sure we really would have made it yeah. uh, as humans if we didn't have these you know skills this sort of um very natural it's very natural it's very normal um there's nothing evil about it there's it's not from the devil you know and sometimes we have parents that I've, I've worked with so many parents. If they didn't take you to the mental hospital, they took you to church and had the priest right. like throw holy water on you, you know, to cast the demons out. Um, or people, I think people that come like from your side of the fence where it's sort of more logical, analytical, maybe agnostic, have kind of this earth-shaking moment when we have to rearrange our, right. our concept of reality to include this other world that we don't know anything about and if we believe in angels does that mean we have to believe in demons does that mean you know we like what is it opening the door to changing the way that we we view the cosmos you know right. and that can be this kind of disorienting moment where you're like well it's 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 fun in theory and then suddenly it gets real and you're like ah! you know? <laughs> exactly it's like everything i was told that wasn't real is actually real right <laughs> and what does I that mean so many people are going through that these days you know i think like, we are connecting you know so many people who are joining the community every day who are saying oh my gosh i'm so glad i found you know my kids have these abilities and i'm trying to learn about them or my worldview is you know completely changing because of what i'm learning about, you know, ETs or whatever it is. And I think, you know, so many people are having these just kind of cracking open experiences that are forcing us to rearrange things. And I love what you talk about around, you know, psychic abilities being normal, being a part of our human capabilities. It is part of our, our faculty, you know, conscious and right. consciousness standpoint. And, and everyone can work with that. It's not just for people who you know, see spirits or, or have, you know, even more heightened, you know, psychic abilities, everyone can start to access some of these very natural gifts. And it sounds like you, you know, you work with people on that level to help just turn on what, what is already there. 
Yes. Yeah. yeah. So there's really two types of people that come to me. There's one that's having the sudden psychic opening or the sudden spiritual opening. And they are like, oh, my God, this is happening. And I need to I need a little help to turn it off. Yeah. You know, and then I have other people who are who are wanting to turn it on, you yeah. know, that wanting to develop and train this. They have an interest in it or they they've had a few experiences and now they're trying to figure out what their gifts are. And I really see this is more like um, a very natural human ability, like musical ability or athletic ability. It's really a bit like a muscle, you know. Yeah. And when, uh, you know, there's one of the mis misconceptions that people have is that you're born psychic. I mean, I was born. We all were, in a way, born quite psychic. Um, and, and like, you don't have to do any work. Like, somehow you're just magically psychic. But that's not the case. So... It's like musical ability or athletic ability, even people who, you know, who are very accomplished, especially people who are very accomplished psychics, work at it. It's, you know, you have to take lessons, you have to study, you have to practice, you have to work with a mentor, you have to put time into it. Just, you know, you could have the musical ability of Mozart, but if you never took a lesson or practice, you were, you're not going to get very far. So we can develop it with these sort of systematic you know, approaches. I like a system, um, so I'm. You know, I create. I created a method really that for teaching psychic development that seems to work on everybody with everybody, as long as you put your time in. What does that method consist of? If you're if you're willing to share. Sure. Yeah. It. I think it's sort of the, there's three things that we really need. We need a certain knowledge set, so we need to know um, some kind of like metaphysical, like cosmological things of like the for the context of what we're to make sense of what we're seeing or experiencing right. we we need to have practice so we need knowledge and we need practice and that those practice can be in a group setting or with a teacher or with another person and we need to have a community you know um that that we belong to because a lot of us have spent time hiding this be feeling really alone, not feeling like we have we can talk about it or not being sure who we can talk to it, you know, who, who's safe to sort of share our experiences. And well, I think that part of that community is we probably need a teacher, guide, or a mentor, you know, and when you have those things, the right information set, the right practice, and the right community, and anyone can do it. Mm, I love that. That's a really good way to look at just your life holistically in terms of the support systems that you need in place to, to navigate yeah. like all aspects of life's journey too. So um, I love that, love that you offer that for people. And you mentioned Reiki uh, a few minutes ago. And for those who maybe aren't as familiar with Reiki, I know you're a Reiki master. So I'd love for you to share a little bit about what is Reiki and how do people use that in sure. a healing practice or even just in their own personal lives? Yeah. So, you know, when I started working, um, when I was really young, I, I learned that I quickly learned I didn't have enough skills. So I studied counseling and psychology and I worked as a therapist combining psychic and therapy for years and years. Then like 20 years ago, it was 1999. I really started seeing colors around more around people or feeling like I was tapping into people's energy in a different way. And I was trying to figure out what it was. And back then, Reiki was still pretty French, you know. Um, and uh, one of my friends said, you should study Reiki. So I did. Um, and Reiki is a really gentle, hands-on energy healing technique from Japan. 
Um, it's sort of like acupuncture without needles. And it's it, since 1999, when I learned it, it's become much more mainstream. So I live in New England and here in, in, in New England, all the hospitals here in Boston, we have some of the best hospitals arguably in the world. All of them have Reiki, full-time Reiki staff in the hospitals. There are 800 hospitals in the United States that offer Reiki as part of their complementary and alternative medicine um, units. So it's gained a lot of mainstream um, you know, recognition as a healing modality that brings pain relief. It's used pre and post-surgically. It's used in um, Dana-Farber Cancer Institute for people getting, which is the best cancer institute in the world, I think. And it's in Boston and people are there who are receiving cancer treatments can have Reiki because it, it's been proven to lessen the side effects of chemotherapy. And a lot of people, you know, use it for anxiety relief, depression, stress relief, and that kind of thing. And the best thing in my mind about Reiki is that it's so easy to learn. So you can, anyone can learn it and then you can do it on yourself. So that's like, surprisingly there are surprisingly few healing modalities that have self-healing as part of it and reiki is one of that so i find reiki just it's like everyone should know it really yeah yeah and especially yeah. if we can do it for ourselves you know not need someone else yeah always yeah. with us and it's it my understanding is it really is just about learning how to work with energy and to move energy into the right places to shift energy in the body in the field yeah. is that true that's kind of the the general true, yeah. process yeah so you you learn how to tap into this uni universal life force energy so the energy that surrounds us um and so you're not using your own energy when you're doing Reiki, you're tapping into this universal life, this unlimited supply of it that's around us. And then you're, you send it to either yourself um, with Reiki. There's three levels of Reiki and Re with Reiki one, you can work on yourself, your friends, your family, your pets, your plants, you know, um, anything that you can Reiki your food and water and just send this life force energy to um, to that. And then in, in the higher levels of Reiki, you get into a little bit more complex healing techniques to work through emotional issues, physical issues, and spiritual things even. So it works on, um, on all the levels of our, of our being, and it's very foolproof. So it, you can't really screw it up or make a mistake with it. And, and it's a great entry point for people who are, heal, like, want to be a healer, think they're, you know, if you're a person who's feeling like maybe being a healer is part of your why you're here on the planet right now, Reiki is a fantastic entry point into that. Um, and and a lot of times I find Reiki, especially the first level of Reiki is sort of one of those potentially life-changing moments for people because when you do Reiki, your hands get really hot. Yeah. Um, and then you're, you're like, I don't know if I believe in this energy stuff. <laughs> like what if that, you know, what if that's not really true? Then you put your hands on your on yourself or your spouse and your spouse is like, your hands are hot. And you're like, oh my God, my hands are hot. You know, it's, yeah. it's sort of like literally <laughs> undeniable proof, literally in the palms of your own hands. Yeah. That this energy stuff we talk about is real. Yes. You know? I love and it when the, people can like experience it on that level when it's like, yeah. oh, it's happening to me. Like I feel it in my body. I feel it you yes. know, in my field. Like that, 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 you can't deny it. feel it in my hands. You can't deny it. And there's sort of this like mind blown, you know, moment that happens um, with that, that if that's true, what else could be true? It's again, sort of right. one of those like earth shattering moments that we can have. And it, it's and like Reiki a gateway, has been, gateway has, moment. <laughs> Reiki yoga, 
and meditation, the three gateways, yeah. <laughs> but to this larger spiritual world. And um, the other thing that's so interesting about Reiki is that it opens our psychic ability. So, you know, I wrote a book called The Art of Psychic Reiki um, because I was doing psychic development and teaching Reiki. Um, and I, and I, then I started doing it together because I found that studying Reiki would pop open people's psychic ability. And if they were that inclined, you know, if they had the natural like tendency for that. And then they'd have no idea what to do with it. They'd be like, now what, you know, but if you put them together, um, th that's, it's another incredible tool for healers. So Reiki is an incredible tool for healers. Being able to access and tap into your psychic ability, your intuition is also amazing for healers. So, um, so I started teaching them together and I found that, you know, a really sweet and beautiful combination. Beautiful. What are some of the, what are some of the most, um, I guess, like fun, cracking open experiences that have happened for some of your students. Like you mentioned that, that moment with the hands and feeling the energy is like a really big one that's happened. But what are some other, I guess, just kind of fun experiences that, that people might be able to look forward to if they start to engage yeah. in this work with you? Oh, well, one of them, um, this is sort of an intense one, but it was, it's very, it was very meaningful for me in my life is that when my son was five, one of his little friends got leukemia and, uh, it was pretty serious. We weren't sure he was going to make it. So I went to visit his mom in the hospital um, mm -hmm. where they were in there for kind of the long-term cancer treatments. And while I was there, I gave her the Reiki attunements and taught her, I spent maybe half an hour with her, an hour, giving her, teaching her how to do it on herself and on her child. Um, and then I left. I, and I came back a couple days later and it was like a miracle. This is like a miracle kind of, because she was doing Reiki on everyone she's doing Reiki on her kid and on the kid in the same room as her kid and then the mom that belongs to that other kid and all the nurses and doctors that walked in the room and everybody was getting Reiki from her and it was just it's, she was doing it on herself and there was such a happy joyful vibe in the room it went from being like oh my god I think my kid's gonna die and I feel hopeless and powerless to deal with that to she had this tool um that she could use and it was just like a happy joyful party when I went in there and he got better and the kid in the bed got better I don't know if that's because of the Reiki but I do know the Reiki had a profound effect on on her and her family you know and everyone else that she went on to you know get through all the levels of the Reiki and then volunteer she still volunteers Reiki in hospitals oh wow today, you know so that's to me it's a miracle she didn't some of these other for healing modalities, you have to go to you have to go to school for three or four years if you want to be an acupuncturist, or months if you want to be a massage therapist. But we can learn Reiki really quickly, and it's not hard. Anyone can do it. It's hours, or in this case, minutes that I taught her that ha she didn't have she didn't have three hours, you know, three years to go to acupuncture school to help her situation, yeah. you know. And to me, that's like the that's the power of Reiki. It's quite, quite amazing. So there's all this talk about raising your vibe and what does that even mean? <laughs> it's about changing your energy. It's about learning how to manage your energy and cultivating a more positive and uplifting experience of your reality. And it requires shedding heavy energy. And once we've done that, 
we can become a higher vibe person who can master their reality, can master manifestation, and who will experience more joy and abundance. So if you want to experience more joy, more abundance, and attract better experiences into your life, letting you get rid of all of that stress and anxiety that most people feel, I did for a long time, the 28-day Raise Your Vibe Challenge is for you. In this challenge, you'll learn how to integrate healthy routines, develop self-care rituals, find spiritual connection with the world around you, and come away with love for your entire self. Because we want you to become the most empowered person possible, and we want you to build the life that you truly desire. And you can't do that unless you work in the world of energy and implement these practices and routines and ways of living that help you get that vibe up, help you raise that frequency. And in this challenge, you'll receive 28 days of videos along with emails from me encouraging you all along the way. And at the end, You'll have the tools you need to feel lighter and continue shifting energy and raising your vibe. And the best part is that you can try your first week totally free, and then it's only $7 per week for the remaining three weeks. That's less than a dollar per challenge. So if you wanna raise your vibe, if you want to start to experience that life of joy, that life of abundance, and really start to attract the things you desire this is for you. And of course, we always offer a 30-day money-back guarantee. So if you're not 100% happy with the challenge, you're not feeling it, that's cool. We'll offer you a refund. It's totally risk-free. All of our products are because we want you to evolve in the way that is best for you. And we want to be your support system on that journey. Wow. That, that's such an incredible story of like moving into a place of empowerment too. Cause I, I, I teach a lot about mindset and, and we know now, like we have good science behind the power of the mind to affect energy and to direct energy and to shift things even in our body. And, and it's, it, yes. that, that to me just feels like this really like culminating moment of both, you know, energy shifting happening, but also this like sense of empowerment that then right? once you were able to say like, no, you're not a victim of this circumstance. You're not powerless. Like there are these tools that you can use. And I just love seeing those moments unfold where people step into their power and the things that can shift and happen when that occurs, it like miracles do happen. It's a, it is a miracle. It is a miracle. And I love that you said that because I, I don't know whether it was the Reiki or the fact that she went from feeling like there was nothing she could do to feeling like there was something she could do or, or both, you know, yeah. probably, yeah, it was probably both of those things that, that really shifted the scenario there. So, um, so that's kind of the exciting thing for me about Reiki and how, how it really, um, you know, I've just had so many people who want to believe or want, you know, but they, we need, you know, and I, I'm kind of a skeptic too, honestly, like, I don't know. I think being skeptical just means you're intelligent and we need, we're, 
I'm like, I'm open-minded, but I just, I need to experience it myself to truly actually believe in it. You know what Thank I mean? <laughs> and I don't think I would believe in any of the things that I talk about, except that they've happened to me, you, <laughs> me know? <too. laughs> um, you know, and then I'm like, okay, like I keep an open mind. I'm a little skeptical. And then it happens and I'm like, all right, you know, and I think that that's, that's what Reiki does is it gives us that like experience that we can have right away that you can't deny. Mm, yeah. 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 I I know a lot of people are interested too in connecting, you know, with maybe ancestors or spirits on the other side and other realms, higher intelligences. And, and as, you know, people start to do some of this work and activate more of their psychic abilities, that can become a little easier for people. So do you have those sorts of moments happen with students or is that even something that you you know, help people with in terms of that accessing that level of, you know, connection with, with other dimensions and other, you know, consciousness out there. You bet. You bet. And I make a little distinction between intuition and psychic. Mm. So intuition is like our own inner wisdom. And it's really like our connection with ourself, with our higher self. And it comes through usually like what we feel in our body, what we feel with our emotions and what we know, like, I don't know why I know, I just know, like that, and we're being constantly guided, I think, by our own soul, by our higher self along our pathway with our intuition. And everyone has intuition. Um, psychic's a little different. Psychic is when we reach outside of our own system and we're talking to sources of information that are not us. Well, what is that? That's your spirit guides, what I call them, your angels, your dead granny, your you know, power animals or fairies or these, as far as I can tell, infinite variety of spiritual beings whose job it is to assist us, who they, they help, they're here to help the evolution of humanity um, by providing information for, you know, or if you're highly creative, it could be the muses, you know, and every creative person I know has had the experience of like, oh, I, I didn't write that, I channeled that, or I didn't write that, music wrote me, I didn't write that, you know, yeah. um, that, you know, we there's incredible opportunities, and most people. It's so interesting how this. I read like a Gallup poll recently. They they surveyed like six thousand people. I think the, in a mall. I think it was the Mall of America in the Midwest, and like eighty percent of the people copped to having a psychic experience and believing in it. A personal a personal experience of something they couldn't explain, and then. Almost the same amount of people said they never told anybody. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> so, because they they were afraid, you know, of being ridiculed uh -huh. or or being thought crazy or all those things we already talked about, you know. So, I just think we have this. So many people have had psychic experiences, have felt yeah. the presence of spirits around them. Um, you know the positive ones and maybe the the not so positive spirits that that hang around we, we and we can learn um so intuition is quite easy to learn everyone can do it psychic takes a little bit more fine tuning um it's it's a little like fine tuning the antenna yeah, you know yeah. to, to kind of really dial into those channels and a lot of times uplifting our own frequency yes. and doing the inner work that's needed psychics call this clearing the channel but really i i feel that 
personal development and and personal growth is is has to be a part of the equation so if you do want to develop your psychic you've got to be ready to to do some healing some self-work some self-examination some shadow work whatever trauma recovery like it will bring up our stuff to do the psychic development and in my mind that's a good thing you know that's the beneficial thing um but yeah i I think so many people have these experiences with spirits and just we're kind of like yeah (laughs) yeah i think so too it's so it's so i mean that's why we wanted to do this podcast and do what we're doing because we want to bring some normalization to the topics and 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 help people not feel alone in those experiences. So I think so many people are, like you said, having these experiences, but they don't have someone they feel maybe totally safe with to share these experiences yeah. or, you know, our culture, especially around some of the new age, you know, movement has ridiculed or, or made it, made it not feel so secure for people to go there and start to open up about these things. And, and I personally feel like we have to start having these sorts of conversations to break down those barriers and, and to do, do some of that shadow work. Like this is also part of the shadow work, I think for, you know, our culture and all of us as individuals is to, to not shun what we've been afraid of. And it goes back to what you were initially talking about around fear and, and, and doing that work to really understand, like, what are we afraid of here? Like, what is this bringing up for us so that, so that we can move through that ultimately and heal and transform. But then, like you said, to be able to discern and have this, this clear channel, we talk a lot about discernment and, you know, when you get into this, this world of, connecting with other intelligences or even tuning into your intuition more discernment is also needed in that process, right? Because all of a sudden you can be accessing a lot of information and then you need to, to, to understand how to integrate that in a way where it's helpful in your life. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Discernment is really important and it, and it's difficult. So I think, in a lot of ways it's the most difficult thing, you know, and, it has a lot to do with our training. So this is where you need training, help, you know, mentor, guide to help you because there definitely are unsafe practices to do um, that when you're doing psychic development that are a bad idea. I think about sort of discernment as being like street smarts, you know, if you know what you're doing and you have some street smarts, you can walk through any city in the world and be relative, you know, safe. Right. If you don't know what you're doing, um, and you're doing the bat, like if you're walking down the bat through the bad neighborhoods in the middle of the night with cash hanging out of your pockets and, you know, a little tight, little red mini dress, you might get rolled. You know what I mean? And there are definitely the psychic equivalents of that right. where, and a lot of them are what we see on TV. A lot of like what you see on paranormal shows, horror movies, like, please, God, do not play with a Ouija board you know, they're, they really are a problem and they yes. really do take us to a sh- the shadowy side of the astral plane. And, you know, and a lot don't take the Ouija board to the abandoned mental hospital on Halloween on the full moon and then smoke a lot of weed before you do that. <laughs> like, don't do that. Word to you the know, lie. Um, don't, um, don't do black magic. Don't conjure demons, you know, don't like, there's kind of these, um, the, these sort of safety things. And I think for some people, um, there's kind of this, I always give the analogy of like, not, not really believing in sharks. So you're going to chum the water a lot and then jump in the water to see if sharks are real. 
Right. You know, like, okay, you're going to find out the hard way. And a lot of sort yeah. of those par paranormal, um, the, at least the media uh, versions of paranormal activity are basically the psychic equivalent of chumming the water and then jumping in to see if sharks are real. So I think we, we have to, part of that discernment is like to know, to be wise, to be respectful, and to also raise our own frequency. So if you... Um, take psychic tools and you you're terribly depressed and you have horrible boundaries and maybe you know you you, you can't get your vibration very high you, you're going to attract spirits around because of the law of resonance um you're gonna you you're not really going to be able to shift yourself out of the astral plane and we you know a lot of newbie psychics their first um connection with guides are these astral entities and they're they're a bit of a mixed bag you know if you want to speak to angels the angelic beings or the higher level beings you have to kind of you have to do the personal work you have to do the inner growth work the shadow work drama clearing work you know the boundary work getting your energy field really strong to shift your frequency high enough to to lift off out of the astral plane and hit some of these higher vibrations which is where we really want to be and i've, I've just done so many cleanup sessions on people that have didn't know it's not like they have bad you know intentions they just don't yeah. know you know um what what not to do and really end up in a whole world of trouble yeah, I I was accidentally there at one point. You know, I shared in one of our first episodes, I accidentally did what you would technically call dark magic, but I didn't know. And I was, you know, I wasn't doing it like with really like bad intentions, but, you know, I was just kind of dabbling in all of this from kind of a selfish standpoint. I hadn't done all my healing work yet, you know, and you get excited, you get excited about magic and what's possible and, and you start dabbling before you really yeah. know what you're doing and, and you just have before to, before you really believe it's all true. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, it, you know, you don't really know what the consequences are. Or yeah. I think there's sort of like in the new phase, there's a little bit of like magical thinking around yeah. the spiritual worlds too um, for people that are really new to it. Like somehow, you, you know, connecting with angels is going to take away all your problems or that, you know, absolve you of your personal responsibility for your life. <laughs> I, yeah. You know, and I, I've heard like that the angels made me do it, um, ex, you know, justification for some really bad behavior um and that's not how it works i should have a podcast called that's not how that works you know um you know like that that we we, we can't really um you know escape the responsibility for our decisions and our karma you know that's it doesn't go the way um and and i don't know I, maybe we all have to learn that the hard way it's part of our kind of spiritual maturity or yeah. spiritual evolution right? yeah it's like growing up it's like as kids yeah you know, like we have to go out yeah. and make all these little mistakes and some of them are painful but then we heal from them pretty quickly some of yeah. them you know might be like we get into bigger trouble and then we have to, you know, pay the consequences of that for a while. And yeah. And then we learn and then we grow, you know, that's yeah. the way it goes. And the spiritual worlds are not no different, you know? Um, yeah. But I think street smarts is a good way. Like I've seen people really fall hard with the, it's all love and light in there. You know, I'm like, it's all love and light until you, you, it isn't, right. <laughs> you know, and then you've got an issue, you know? Yeah. Um, 
Well, we also like we live in a universe that's programmed for duality. So the the reality is that we are in a life experience that is both light and dark and, and, and we're going to encounter those shadow moments, those, those parts of ourselves that, that are evolving, that want to evolve, that want to come into the light. And we have to be able to hold both and, and understand how to integrate both. And, and it's like, when we go all into the, the love and light zone, it's like, we're denying this other part that is there to be dealt with or understood or balanced in some way. (laughs) it's sort of like an inner child version of of psychic and spirituality where it's sort of a phase we go through you know where our inner children just really need to feel safe and believe that it's good and you know there's a good mommy and daddy looking over us and that we're safe and all that and um and i i get that i have inner child days too and if i have that if i'm having a moment like that i i try to deal directly with that part of myself um and give myself what i really need um, and especially as a healer in all the years that I've been doing healing work, over over 15,000 sessions I've done, um, probably actually more than that, I've seen some stuff. I've seen, I've seen some stuff. And I, you know, and I have to kind of like, all right, really like grapple with the, as healers, our job is to step into the darkness. Nobody yeah. comes to my office because they're having a good day. <laughs> right. Nobody. I wish they would just for a change, you know, I'm feeling great, Lisa, just thought I'd stop by and say hi, you know, no problems today, <laughs> you know, that's not how it goes. So, um, so as, especially if you feel like you're a healer, we have to kind of, that's why the inner work, the shadow work is so important, the trauma clearing um, on, on ourselves, because we can't really go, you know, I can't go anywhere with my client that I haven't first been inside myself, you know, and I've, I've just, this was the interesting part about having to figure it all out because I I know I had no idea either I had no idea you know like when I started doing sessions I was like oh people have real problems oh crap um I think I better get more training and that's when I studied to be state therapy mm. because I I was like I need skills to be able to handle the things that people are bringing me you know mm. I'm like I'm just a dumb 19 year old who can talk to spirits like I don't know I don't know what you should do about this massive <laughs> thing that you brought me you know so that's what I I studied that and and to keep you know and I didn't know what I was getting into when I was doing house clearings someone's like my house feels dirty and I'm like I can fix that (laughs) you know and um and then you know and then wow 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 Ghostbusters with Lisa (laughs) oh boy that was really 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 educational and really in a very painful way you know um really difficult man so you know, I, I just think that's how we go, but I'm, I'm super happy to help people sort of shortcut, you know, these kind of like the, the really, the real cringy, horrible mistakes <laughs> that I've made along the way that just, oh, still make me go eh, when I think about them. But um, yeah. Yeah. Well, it's like it's like a t- it's like a t- needing to attend to the whole system, you know. We're yeah. we're not just you know working with spirits or angels or with energy, but we're also working with with the mind and the body, and and we need to learn how to to understand that holistic system. And I yes. I love that you you went into the therapy you know for that component because I think that that is missing in a lot of spiritual work at times is really really digging into you know, the, 
yeah, the, the, the things that are coming up from a mindset standpoint or thought patterns, or um, you talked about boundaries earlier, you know, we get into these relational issues with people that are, you know, perpetuating trauma cycles and understanding how yeah. to unpack that while also working with the energy is the, the right approach. Cause then we're, we're really addressing the holistic system. Yeah, I think so. And I, especially the way that I approach it, um, spirituals and, and psychic growth is so, it's such a rich opportunity for that kind of growth. And I just notice over and over again, every time I should say, it really happens every time that when people engage on this, like search, you know, the sort of spiritual quest or the psychic quest, it immediately brings up their stuff um, to heal. And I think that's great. You know, it's painful. Um, it's hard if you don't have help or you don't know what's going on. It can be really um, a struggle, but it's such it's such good grist for the mill. It's you know, I always say as a healer, I'm like my own. I'm still my own first and best client. You know, and I've I've never stopped working on myself. I I I feel like you know when I see other healers who stop their personal growth, their practice dries up. Mm -hmm. So um, we need to keep. And the, and the healer that has the line out the door is the one that has done the most inner work. Um, and so I see these as beautiful opportunities because my, one of my early spiritual teachers told me that psychic development is a byproduct of spiritual growth. And his take on it was that psychic development wasn't worth doing on its own. I, I don't think that's true, but I see his points in a way, you know, that when we do spiritual growth, it comes healing abilities, psychic abilities come about as a, you know, uh, add-on sort of skills that we get from this general growth that we're doing. So I really like that part. I really like, I like it in myself and I like it, I like it when it happens in my students because I'm a healer and I'm like, I'm like, ooh, let's, okay, let's buckle down and deal with this. Like, let's, you know, clear that past life or deal with that childhood trauma or unblock yes. that chakra. And, you know, I, I really enjoy that. And I see incredible, the incredible benefit that people have, you know, when they come out from the other side of that. Yeah, it, it's hugely transformational and it, it yeah. doesn't always feel good when you're going through it because it's big work to face those things and to, to learn from them and to grow from them. And we, yeah. we talk about, you know, the hero's journey and, and just that, that constant journey of, you know, being met with different challenges and initiations, you know, like life is the series of initiations. And then especially when you do say yes on this path and, and really, you know, want to, you know, step into, I guess, a, a, a spiritual practice or a way of being of service that is about spiritual growth, you're going to get tested and you're going to have those challenges and those opportunities, I guess, you know, to, to learn and to heal past karma come up. And that, that can be hard work, but it can be just so incredibly like freeing on the other side. Yeah, totally, totally liberating. Yeah. totally like alchemy like that transformational stuff and yeah. i i just it, it's like the flip side of being a healer is that we're continually asked to do our own healing yeah um and and presented with that or even to be even if you're not a healer to be a spiritual seeker yeah. you know when you're when you're going for that as your goal then you will be be constantly presented with these yeah. the, the journeys to the underworld yeah <laughs> as, you know they say in the in the hero's journey 
Um, you mentioned magic earlier, and I was thinking about that as we were just talking about this, you know, the darker part of transformation and how magic is possible and you can experience, you know, these incredible, you know, kind of synchronicities and moments of um, support from the universe. But, but that comes from that alchemy you were just talking about that that willingness to go into the underworld and, and really like see what's there like really see you know who have you been what have you done you know what what karma are you carrying and to to be willing to face that and and and, and so it's not just this like magic pill that happens right uh, it's not just a spell that you not. do and then all of a sudden magic happens it's all good yeah and to me, that alchemy, that's so, I love that point. And to me, that alchemy is a cycle of, wow. you know, you're on your path and then stuff comes up. And when you lean into it and you work it, you do the stuff, you go deeper. I think we need help. I think it's yes. really hard to do it. And the deeper yes. we get, the more impossible it is to do it on your own. Um, and then you, you, you have this massive like shift and it's painful and you lean into it and you have a breakthrough. Then you're on the next flow of magical synchronicity signs we're in the we kind of enter those flow states that are like the reward of that hard work until the cycle happens again and you you get triggered I kind of see it as like a spiral you know yes. we go around and, and each time we deal that we deal with it at a little deeper level yeah. a little with a little more wisdom a little more self-compassion hopefully um and that and that's that's it's that's to me a beautiful you know, journey and really why we should do it. Yes. Not to just, you know, get guess lottery numbers or <laughs> exactly. you know. get get the next house or whatever. Yeah. Right. Exactly. <laughs> it, it, it's so funny. You were bringing up that process of the spiral and, you know, the, the opportunity that like circles back around, you know, we may heal one trauma that we know is there or one past life. And then we have these opportunities to just continue to, to go deeper. And um, this is making me want to book a session with you because recently I did some pretty major past life excavation, I guess, and, um, and got into some, you know, pretty deep places of trauma around some past lives that were connected to one I had previously worked through. So this is like an example of that deep process yeah. where, you know, I had met this one trauma, done the work around it. And then boom, a couple of years later, I'm being faced with this opportunity and, you know, relationship with others to go even deeper and to learn about these other layers that existed that I didn't even know were there. And, and, yeah. and that is, it, it catches you off guard sometimes, right? It's like, you know, it's there. Like, you know, there's You're always, like, I thought I handled that issue. <laughs> You yeah, know? it's like, you know, it's all, you're going to continue to do that on the life journey, but yeah, it's like, it's one of those, those examples of that deepening process. So, so what Lisa's yeah. talking about is true. I've just been through it and um, was actually just thinking about, you know, it's time, it's time to, to work with someone, you know, one-on-one -on -one again, um, as I'm going through this, you know, layer of deepening here. And so I think it's um, not a coincidence that we're having this conversation today. <laughs> That's awesome. I love that. And I would be yeah. more than honored to facilitate that for you yeah. in any way. And it, it's so, it's interesting too, because my, my specialty as a psychic is to read the level of the soul. Mm -hmm. um, and so I call soul readings um, kind of what I'm doing because my, you know, and all psychics have different gifts and tune into different levels, but my specialty is like looking at who we are 
at the level of the soul who what's amazing about you what you came here to do what obstacles are blocking you where you've been in your past where you're going in the future how what your life purpose is and how your soul wants to express itself and to me that there's like a narrative or a story that our soul has that um that i that's a it's so fascinating to me and people are endlessly fascinating to me it's like and when you look at people from the soul level everyone is so beautiful so amazing and when i do sessions i feel like i'm sort of like unwrapping a christmas present and i'm like I'm, and i'm like oh my god <laughs> like look at this beautiful thing you know and every session um it's quite humbling um quite humbling work actually and and then helping people achieve like i we 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 all know what's bad about us or what we think we should work on but sometimes we forget what's good you know yeah. what our what our gifts are and to help people remember and see that side of it is so super fun for me too so mm -hmm. Um, yeah. yeah. And that's the balance we were just talking about, right? It's like, we want to, we, we've got to look at the the parts we don't like as much, but then, yeah, we also have to appreciate and bring in the gifts and the skills and the power that we, yeah. we do have access to that we just forget about sometimes. So I love that you bring that into those sessions with people. Yeah. Carolyn Mace talks about that as the light shadow. So yeah. the, the dark shadow is like what we push into our unconscious the light shadow is the, the parts of us are amazing that that are amazing that our superpowers that we can't own we don't acknowledge you know we 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 feel unworthy of living into in some way usually comes down to worthiness but that that's also super important to know because it's wow. we forget and it's hard to live into your potential if you can't see that part totally. of yourself totally Okay, well, we're going to book a session soon when we get off of here. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> uh, and I'll, I'll tell the audience about, about how it went and, and do a oh, follow-up so, so people know, know what my experience was like. I'd love to share that and, um, and continue to, to support our community in that way. And it, I already can tell that so many people will find the right support with you if they, if they work with you and join, join your workshops or just get a session with you. I love your approach and just how holistic you are and your, um, yeah, your understanding of how to guide someone through their, their awakening and those, those levels of, I guess, clarity about their soul. Um, I think that's, that's such a gift for someone to receive from someone like you. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah. yeah I'd love to love to work with you and anyone who feels inclined. Well, and we're going to include your website and links in the show notes to this episode so um, everyone can follow you on Instagram, Facebook, find your website and your books. But is there any other way that people can connect with you or that you would um, advise someone to get in touch? I think that's it. My website is lisacampion.com and you can stop by and see going on there i have all kinds of classes there i teach reiki online my brand of reiki which is called psychic reiki and um, i teach all psychic development classes of all levels including professional level um, trainings for people who really know they want to go pro um but yeah any of those ways you know that you that you want to connect uh, any way you do it is all good 
Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being here, Lisa. I think that's probably a good note to, to end on and we can wrap up there. I just so appreciate this conversation. It came at a good time for me to remember these things. I love how we get to we get to have these sorts of conversations <clears throat> almost to remind ourselves of what we already know <clears throat> and what yeah. we're already, you know, navigating on our journey. And I'm just so um, grateful to be able to introduce you to our audience and uh, provide you as a support system for everyone who is awakening to their their abilities on their journey. Oh, thank you so much. It's an honor to be here with you. And um, I look forward to seeing you, seeing you in a session soon. Yes. So thank you so yes. much. Thank you so much, Lisa. And for everyone listening or watching on YouTube, don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss any of our content and check out the show notes for Lisa's links and, and go follow her and uh, book a session and sign up for, for a course. You um, are sure to get the support that you need. I can, I can just tell in this conversation that Lisa's heart is in the right place and um, she's our people here at Star Family Wisdom. So, so definitely check out her work. And uh, Lisa, I'm so excited to stay connected with you and, and work with you soon. Thank you. So Thank we'll, you too. we'll end there and see you all next time in our next episode. Thanks for being here.